Hey guys, and thank you for downloading episode 15 of the Talking Llamas podcast. On this week's episode, we go over, I mean, we're calling it the gripe episode, and this was sort of Thomas's idea to say some things about Disney um, that, that irk us, you know, in the parks, in the movies, and those sorts of things. So we're, we're generally, and, and Thomas is going to explain this later on the podcast, but we're sort of airing our grievances, as as uh, you might say. So um, just an idea of, and we try to have a little fun with it, but we are just naming some things that might irk us a little bit. So we enjoyed it, and I hope you enjoy it too. If you want to follow the show, you can follow us at Talking Llamas Podcast on Instagram or on Facebook. Um, our Facebook page is the Talking Llamas Podcast. You can also follow our blog at uh, thetalkinglamaspodcast.com. Uh, you can follow Thomas and I on Facebook. Uh, he's just Thomas Nelson. I am Robert Camozzi. And you can follow me on Instagram. Good way to access each of at least me, is through the Facebook page. Yeah. Well, what Thomas is saying is, is fa- for him, uh, a good way to get in touch with him specifically is Facebook. Um, that's kind of his only medium. Through our page. And, and that would be through our page, through the, the Talking Llamas podcast page. Yeah, so um, just just keep that in mind. If you're trying to get in touch with the show and with us specifically, the Talking Llamas podcast page is a good way to do it. Uh, and then my Instagram is at the Disney Dad. Uh, so you can you can contact me there, and you can t- if you're trying to get in touch with both of us, the Facebook page is kind of the way to do it. So that's just the Talking Llamas podcast. All right, guys. Well, without any further ado, uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy the gripe episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. I am Robert Camozzi, and he is Thomas Nelson. That's me. What's up, man? Uh, We've been doing a lot of health updates for me. I've got a little bit of a cough today. Who knows what's going on? But uh, yeah, that's about all I got going on on this end. What about you? Not much. Just uh, getting ready for our trip mentally. Yeah, we're taking a short trip to Disneyland. Uh, In a couple days, we're leaving. Yeah, that's the nice thing about living so close is we can do that sort of... I mean, it feels like we just got back from Disney World, so it's kind of snuck up on me a little bit. But uh, but it'll be nice to be back in Disneyland for sure, and, and I'm glad that we're getting to see their, their Halloween. I'm excited for that. Yeah, we'll be getting back into sort of our Disneyland groove. Yeah. Which we had to take a break from a lot in the last year because we were planning to go to Florida. Especially for you. You haven't gone in a long time. I haven't been in the parks in a long time. That's true. Like in the, but, yeah, in the parks. In summer, if, if uh, you haven't been listening, uh, I went a couple of times down to downtown Disney. So I've been in the area and around it, but not in it yet. Uh, for, yeah, about the past year, uh, in a couple, yeah, year and a couple months. Is that worse no than ha- not having gone at all? Just the fact that you've been so close, but, but not been able to, to Worse? Enter? No. <laughs> it's not worse, man. There's music everywhere and the food, and you still get the merchandise available to you in the uh, parks. Yeah, that's been nice. In, uh, fr- in the, the downtown Disney district, you get the hotels. Yeah, I have no complaints. Okay. 
I'm, I'm just I'm very fortunate. You, I do remember you telling me something like, the next time I go to downtown Disney, I have to go in the Oh, parks. I can't do it forever, yeah. you know? Okay. No, it'll be fun. It'll be a good time. We're leaving in just a couple of days. Uh, so by the time this is posted, we will be almost back, actually. So. Yeah, that'll be our last half day, and then we're on our way back. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, just a couple of things that I want to talk about um, before we before we got get into like the meat of the episode. Uh, Skyliner's back open, back up and running, uh, on albeit on a sort of limited schedule. I, I didn't really see what the, the schedule was, but it's not the same schedule it was on before. I think one of the routes was not operating currently. Yeah, I I, I didn't investigate it that much because we're not going. I didn't investigate it before it opened either because it wasn't something that we were going to, was going to be available to us when we went. But I don't know what your thoughts on the, the Skyliner. We haven't actually really talked about it at all since it closed down and, and went under its... It's not the kind of thing I ever thought that I would want, uh, need to ride or to get somewhere. To me, the bus system is perfectly uh, acceptable. Sufficient. Uh, it would be fun to ride this thing just to get that experience. And it's definitely a throwback to old Disneyland with the, uh, mm-hmm. the Skyway buckets. Yeah, and uh, so I like that element to it. Uh, it does seem like they kind of rushed it a little bit, even before the accident happened. Um, yeah, the whole thing is, I could take it or leave it, really. How about you? No, I mean, I, yeah, I, the only reason I'd be interested is if it got us there to like from point A to point B quicker. That, that's the only thing that I would find appealing about it. And it doesn't seem to be the case that it does. Yeah, so I don't really have a, I mean... And it depends on what the weight is. It, the one thing about Disney World on the bus system is sometimes you get to the bus stop and you just missed a bus or something and you end up waiting 20 minutes. And depending on the time of day and where you're at and where you're trying to go, that can be a little frustrating, I guess, depending. Depending on, I mean... Well, yeah, let, let's say you missed the bus and what are you going to do? Go walk to the station to catch the Skyliner? Like that that time, that time in between missing the bus, and you might as well just wait for the bus. Well, I guess what I'm saying is, is if you decided to take the Skyliner, I don't know what the wait would be like, and it seems like it's constantly getting people on, so it, it's you know there's not as much standing around and waiting and not knowing when the bus is going to be there, which is part of the frustration with the bus. Like you know, there's buses coming, and you're like, is that our bus? And it's it's not. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I kind of like seeing our bus coming. Yeah. being able to read just yeah. it's so far away i can't quite read it but i can tell by the shape of what's on that the ticker on the front yeah. of the bus that it's us i like i like knowing that okay now it's time we're gonna go soon that's a nice feeling yeah yeah i will say that the other thing that's frustrating about the bus system is they just like i don't know i i feel like this never worked in our favor but it when we were there but like they wait they'll wait a long time for like other people to come like people will keep coming and they'll keep letting people on you're just like we waited 20 minutes and then they wait for people for like another seven minutes and that gets a little bit like okay like i could just if we could just go that'd be cool you know what i'm saying it that didn't seem to work in our favor when we were there last time but i'm sure there are situations where people you know just catch the bus and they're relieved that they waited so long oh yeah so that's a minor complaint. The point is, is does this... That's a minor complaint in an episode full of complaints. Yeah. Which of... we can just get into right there, <laughs> since we're on it. Talk a little bit about what this episode is really going to be. This was this was your idea, so why don't you jump into it? Yeah, I, I don't know how the word came to me, but it's... you When someone says, you know, quit griping, it's like you're complaining about something. Yeah. Or so I thought it'd be fun to do, because in general, we, we'd like to be positive or at least constructive in our criticism uh, but usually celebratory of disney 
And so this would be like a, a one time every few months or every year, depending on how many uh, we can get out there. One, t- one episode where we can talk about things that irk us or even just a little bit. Yeah. And, and then we can sort of just have fun with it a little bit too. So we can talk about things that bug us and also just take it a little bit lightheartedly and have fun with it. Quickly then, though, on the Skyliner in that vein, I guess, it, it, does this deter, deter you at all from, from writing it if you had thought of writing it before the, the incident? It crashing and all that? Uh, Whatever happened. I Yeah, it, it's still not worth it to me. I would want to try it to see what it's about, but I, if you're not staying at the resort hotels that it goes to or you don't want to go to Epcot or Hollywood Studios, like it's it's got such limited reach. I, I don't see the value in it for me right now. Yeah. Other than seeing what it's about. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I totally understand. Um, one more thing before we get into the list of airing our grievances, if you will. And Festivus is around the corner, yeah. so <laughs> for those of you who celebrate. Yeah, right around the corner. So getting into those aforementioned gripes, why don't, why don't you start, since this was your brainchild. Oh, I was going to let you start, man. No, no, you must start. Well, uh, just to get it out of the way, we always talk about it, but stop it with the remakes and the sequels. We don't need any more of those. Yeah. We need the original stuff. Yeah. Well, and this is, the, I think today, uh, Maleficent opened. It opened today, right? The 18th? Yes. Uh, so. Actually, it was available last yesterday. Yeah, that's how these things go. It's Yeah. The opening date was the 18th, but it started the day before. So, recording this on the 18th, Maleficent opened. I watched the full Maleficent live action uh the the first one yeah like a couple weeks ago in preparation for this this event and it was like i don't know i've heard a lot of mixed things about it from disney fans in general like some people really like it abby's one of the people who really like it Uh, my daughter's mom and i don't understand i just don't understand what i like it's fine wasn't the worst thing i've ever seen it's trash and you know it it's not very good. Sorry, that's the griping part of me. I'm just, uh, I'm leaning into it. <laughs> the, the first 15 minutes are truly awful. And I think you, you said... That's when I turned it off. Yeah, you didn't uh, even so finish I, it. I didn't even give it a full a full chance. And, you know, I, I could get better at that. Well, I, it's just, that's an example of something that just didn't need to be made. I mean, I kind of like the angle of, like, taking a different perspective of, like, a, a story that's already done. I guess that's better than just outright me- remaking something. But it just isn't done very well. And I think it's because there's just not an, a story there to tell that, that needs to be told, you know? Yeah. That anyone wants or needs. Recently, we were watching, uh, I was watching on, on YouTube some episodes. It's a YouTube show uh, of Between Two Ferns with Zach Galifianakis. Yeah. And he had Jerry Seinfeld on one episode. And Jerry asked him, because they're going back and forth, sort of, it's an awkward interview where they're saying things to each other that would be insulting, but it's deadpan and funny. Uh, So Jerry says to him, do you think doing, this wasn't supposed to be that funny, I don't think, but it was thought-provoking for me. He says, do you think doing Hangovers 2 and 3 took away from making Hangover 1 a classic film, classic comedy? Yeah. Would that be a classic Yeah, if not for the sequels. And I think that's a pretty good way to view to view the sequel phenomenon because i think that it actually does take away from a lot of times it it can take away from the original well if they're just awful like i mean what's an example i mean we have frozen 2 coming out well we we'd only speculate on how good that is so we can't say for sure yeah 
well, what what are some examples of like sequels that kind of just spoiled, in some ways, taint your memory of that, of that franchise? Or, and and we're talking about Disney and Pixar stuff here. Uh, well, it might be hard for us to come up with something just because we're so entrenched and have favorites. Yeah. That uh, like um, it doesn't none none of it really takes away from me for me. Yeah. Uh, but maybe for a casual fan there's less weight to these older movies and so they just go for a newer one yeah you know yeah no and i i i I mean elton john you were talking about this this morning elton john had and you read this not me but he he was pretty critical of the uh the live action lion king remake of just basic i mean what did he say exactly or it was essentially about he was disappointed in in the music of it because he was heavily involved in creating the music uh for the original 1994 lion king and so he was disappointed because he said he basically said that back then in 1994 the soundtrack was you know like a top album that year it was great music it was impactful and then he was saying that this this one was just disappointing was the word and it obviously it wasn't that impactful because i don't even think about that soundtrack ever well no because the even the new, even the new songs, it doesn't. Well, the new songs are no good. I mean, at least the other ones, the ones that are copies, are at least listenable. But I would always listen to the the originals over the yeah the ones. So yeah, well, maybe a good example of this would be the Pirates franchise, where it's sort of the first one's good, and then I've seen the second one. I don't remember it that well, but I've heard that one's okay. And then it just they kind of like yeah, just kind of drilled into the ground. And I think that does affect the way people kind of view the franchise in a way because the the first one i think is actually really good like i really enjoy it every time i watch it but i feel like the other and how many interesting stories can you tell within this you know like i don't know what the later movies uh, who they follow but they're the, i'm assuming the main characters stick around like yeah how many well, really interesting and compelling stories can you tell with these same sort of characters i know the the most recent film had some they took away some. I don't. I don't know. I haven't followed past. I think Orlando Bloom came back. He he left and and uh, and came back, and then you know uh, Johnny Depp's been in all of them up to this point. He he's no longer part of it. But he, so uh, I don't know. The, do you, you kind of know what I mean? What I'm trying to get at is that in the lifespan, like if you made Snow White sequels, you're not going to make. She's not going to have these these incredible journeys <laughs> yeah. multiple times in her life. Yeah, you know what I mean. I so understand. it's sort of like a one off that happens, and you can follow an individual story, and then you can do it in different ways and tell different stories because if they're human centered and there's yeah. a lifespan involved, you're not going to have five or six heroes journeys. Yeah, you're not going to do that. So you're diluting. You're just watching some life play out that isn't as interesting as the one moment that we wanted to see. Yeah. No, and I, and this is something we definitely agree on. So I'm I'm totally on board with that. And I, I think it's just seeing something that's original, it's just more compelling. It's, you know, it's more exciting to see something you haven't seen before than it is to see something, the same characters you've seen already, you know, do some, uh, on some different adventure or whatever, especially if the story just isn't there, which is often the case, it seems like. Yeah. Okay, gripe number two, you go. Okay, I this one, this one really does bother me for some reason, um, and it's it's hyperspace mountain. I just hate I hate that it exists so much. What do you hate about it? I I, I think okay. So if this had opened, if this ride had opened as hyperspace mountain, and that was it, that was what it was. It was like Star Wars all the time. Then I think I'd be, 
maybe I wouldn't be as offended by its existence, but when it, the fact that it replaces, it goes over uh, Space Mountain, which has a great soundtrack and is a fun ride, and and re- and replaces that with this kind of, it just doesn't, it doesn't feel, I don't know, it feels out of place to me. It doesn't, it kind of feels thrown together a little bit. So you take like a great attraction with great music and you replace it with something that to, to me is just sort of sort of mediocre. And I it it just bothers me. And in general, I just don't think I mean Ghost Galaxy is okay. I certainly prefer it over Hyperspace Mountain. But just in general, I, I kinda wish they would just leave Space Mountain alone. Like I don't, yeah, I'm not yeah. sure hey, who's hey, Disney. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, all right? <laughs> yeah. We like uh Space Mountain. Let's keep it that way. There's huh? plenty of things that could use fixing and this Space Mountain doesn't happen to be one of them. I'm not yeah. really, I'm not and and it's by the way what I just said it's not fixing it to have Ghost Galaxy that's an overlay but it yeah. seems like they've just now made it Hyperspace Mountain it's been Hyperspace Mountain through this month and so I agree with you that's a gripe <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, don't like it I don't like it either I wish that it would just and in general the sort of Star Wars feel in Tomorrowland kind of bothers me I mean now that we have Galaxy's Edge I know that you you don't agree with this but I I just I don't think that was what necessarily Tomorrowland was meant for. So I wish that, I mean, with the exception of Star Tours, because I know people really appreciate that attraction, I wish that they would just sort of leave it to Star Tours and Galaxy's Edge as the representation of Star Wars in the parks and leave it at that. That would be my suggestion. But You said I don't agree with that? Well, we've um, talked about this before, and I, I get the sense that it doesn't bother you as much as it bothers me. Oh, I think, yeah, yeah because Galaxy's Edge doesn't really have a lot of the, the character uh, characters that we love, whether you meet them or yeah. you see them on attractions, and I and I don't just mean Ray and Chewbacca like you get in Galaxy's Edge. Like that's that's cool. I like that. That that's there. But if you want to see Luke Skywalker and these other characters that you love, you're gonna have to be in Tomorrowland to do it. Because, well, Star Tours. Uh, that's still Tomorrowland. Uh, no, no, no but, I'm just saying. But that's but what you're specifically launch, launch talking Bay. about. Yeah. Uh, but really, uh, Disney. It's Disney's fault. So here we are griping about it because they shouldn't be boxing themselves in with galaxy's edge making it this place that's unique unto itself like that's a fun idea but you have this other problem that you're using star wars to get people into this place and yet you're restricting how much star wars they get yeah because it can't be self-referential that's the point and so you can't have darth vader there can't be there and stuff like that so it it's yeah it's an unfortunate i was really hoping that when galaxy's edge opened and I, i think that if you've listened before, we're really hard on Star Wars in general. I don't it I don't mind it. Like it doesn't bother me. I don't hate it so much. I don't it's not like I'm not one of those people who thinks that it doesn't have a place in the parks necessarily, but I don't I really don't think that its place is Tomorrowland. And I was kind of happy when Galaxy's Edge was announced that I thought that Tomorrowland would become more of what it was meant to be and less of basically like watered down Star Wars. Uh, but it doesn't seem like, at least so far, that that's the case. And who knows if that'll change in the future. But as of now, the one thing that they could stop doing is Hyperspace Mountain. Just stop it. I mean, seriously, I hate it. Like, you have... I would like it temporarily as an overlay. But if it's if it's becoming this permanent thing, then I'm right there with you. It's become... Well, I mean, it's, seriously, it's become sort of like the uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas overlay for Hunter Mansion, but Tomorrowland's version of that. 
I just, but there's no like reason behind it. Like, I'm not sure, like at least for, which I, I actually enjoy the, the Haunted Mansion overlay, but at least for that, there's like a, there's timing. Like, okay, well it's from the Halloween season, fall, early September until basically the end of Christmas. And that's the time we're going to have it. And then we're going to stop it. What is the timetable for this exactly? They're just going to have it like this? I don't understand. Like, people who want to see Star Wars, won't they just go on Smuggler's Run? Like, I don't understand. I don't get it. Man, you are salty. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyways, that's that's my point. I, I If I want Star Wars, I'll, I'll go on Smuggler's If I want a Star Wars attraction, I'll go on Smuggler's Run and I'll be done with it. Like, yeah. it's just a better version of Hyperspace Mountain. So I don't understand. Anyways. Okay. You got it all out? Um, yeah. That's it okay, for that. Good. good. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, I guess a lot of these are going to be from the parks. And this one's more general. But why is everything always under construction? <laughs> There's so many scrims up in the park, you know? Like yeah. Right now it's Tomorrowland. I don't know what they're going to do there. There's always, it does seem like there's always there's always a green wall somewhere. Like Well, green, tan, whatever the color has to be. There's a scrim up somewhere, and there's always work going on. Right now Matterhorn has to be closed down in a little bit. Yeah, we're going to get down. We're oh, going to get to that got, later. You've got some, okay, you've got some stuff to say <laughs> there. I'll, I will go on to it next, actually. Yeah, um, but uh, there's a lot of Tomorrowland stuff, actually. And then they just finished with the redoing the castle, which is fine. That was a pretty big thing that we could see an improvement with. And they redid a lot of the sidewalk work. But it seems like the past few years, there's been a lot of construction going on all the time and galaxy's edge is a part of that but it, that was at least out of the way except for the fact that the railroad had to be closed for a year and a half but big improvement so that's the bright side yeah well the railroad thing ended up paying off big time and it it really now distances itself from the walt disney world version to me it's like so good now it was good yeah, before but yeah, yeah. now it's like a home run but i agree it's with- the little bits of construction that are everywhere and always there yeah like it's always somewhere like sometimes it's advent like when you're walking into adventureland there's like the green walls on the side or sometimes it's when you're walking by tomorrowland which is the case right now uh or, or there's a ride that isn't open yet that's covered yeah, up and, and they're always going down to or in, in july when i was in downtown disney world of disney store was under half of it was under, under you know a remodel which i'm not even sure it was a better the, the result was a better version of the store and it's just there's always something under construction, and these days I don't know if they're if they're really in in the right mindset of like actually improving things, especially that store. Like I don't know that it's any better. This well, this makes more sense, but was was still kind of a bummer. Was um, Epcot when we went and the the future area was just I mean it was so incoherent. I've said this before, but walking through there was like even especially for people like us who don't go very often was so confusing. I just was like I I couldn't get. I couldn't figure out where we were half the time. And I'm already bad at that, as you all know. Yeah. But I... <laughs> oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, day four in Magic Kingdom, I was still, like, going the wrong way half the time. But the point is, is that, like, in, t- the, in the future area of Epcot, it was just, like, green walls everywhere. So, so yeah, it was... And Epcot, you know, the World Showcase is still great, but you're, you're like, navigating through this labyrinth of, like, green walls, and you're just like, where am I half the time? But yeah, I agree. It, it seems like there's always something closed down, or or you know a walkway that is blocked off, or or something like of that like. Um, so, what else is there? Anything else on- um, about that? Well, I mean, if we're going to look on the bright side again, obviously they're they're open every single day of the year for yeah, so many point. hours of the day, so that they have to do maintenance work. 
but come on, you know? No, I agree. I agree. And it just seems like there's, like you said, if one thing's not down, if one thing comes back up, then another thing inevitably goes down. Like we've been, I, I feel like every time I go, I'm working with like 93% of a park instead yeah. of 100. Yeah, that's a good way to say it. Which would just be nice if, we go a lot too. It's not like we, we're just getting unlucky. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like we go a few times a year. So the 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 fact that every time we go, like last time Michaela and I went, uh, the castle was just a painting of a castle. <laughs> it's like they put some thing, and that's fine. But I mean, every time you go, there's some big green wall uh, that's just covering covering something up. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, at least they do a good job of like, like you said, they don't close down for weeks at a time or have days where they're closed. So at least they do a good job of a decent job of covering it. There's only so much you can do. What are they even doing in Tomorrowland? Like, I don't know yet. That? Does don't nobody know. know? It's. I don't think it's been explicitly stated. There's some videos on YouTube of a different uh, Disneyland YouTubers analyzing the construction. Trying you know, to figure out what it is. Yeah. So getting footage from, say, Astro uh, Orbiter and over near Space Mountain, whatever views they can, and then sort of just looking at it, analyzing the construction work and uh, figuring out from there. But... Uh, I don't think it's been explicitly stated what they'll be doing. Gotcha. Okay, well, in in that vein, if you're done, I've yeah, got a sure, similar sure. thing. Why? And this is this is something I might not have mentioned if it weren't for the fact that the left side, the Fantasyland side of Matterhorn weren't closed down when we were going in a couple of days. But why? On earth. Does the Tomorrowland side of Matterhorn even exist? Like, why even have it? so awful what what are you talking about there's two sides from okay so for those of you who don't know there's two sides of matterhorn you mean the fantasy land side do i yes you do well that's the right side okay well i'm mixed yeah why does the fantasy land side yeah of matterhorn exist so when you walk up to the matterhorn area and they they tell you left or right if they tell you right don't even bother just I always just say, can I just go to the left side? And they always tell me yes. Cause so when they t- turn you right, do you just turn around and walk away? Yes. Well, I tell them, can I go left? And they're like, go, you let, sure. You let out a sigh, and then you just turn around. Yeah. And then the Charlie Brown music plays. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's actually sort of, it's in the vein of like on Thunder Mountain when I want to get, I don't want to get the front half of the car. And that's not, not something I'm going to go into right now, but... I want to get the back half of the car for Thunder Mountain and I want to get, I must get the left side for Matterhorn. And, uh, it's kind of anxiety inducing when I'm walking up and I'm like, I, I've got to make sure I get the left side because uh, and I'm going to have to like tell this person that I don't want to go right. It's a whole thing. But you right now, the left side is just closed, just completely. So it'd be, it's not a big deal, you know, normally, but right now with the the right side's the only one open and we're going in a couple of days and I really enjoy that ride. But now I'm not even sure I want to go on it because the, the the left side is the only side I ever ride. The right side is so much worse. <laughs> okay, all right, relax. It's not that bad. Have you ridden it? I think you've only ridden it with me in the past few years, and I always go left. Yeah, I've been on it. And? But I guess this is a complaining episode, so you're right. It sucks. It's trash. It's no good. It, it's, it's, it's actually much less thrilling. That's true, but... How much less, uh, you know, I'm not sure. It's it's noticeable, that's that's for sure. Um, it's all we got, though, because I guess some part of the some part of the mountain fell off or whatever. What? And there's construction work needs to be done on the left side, so that's why it's closed. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, you didn't see the little scrim covering a hole in the mountain? No. Yeah, there, yeah. I Check mean, that I'm, out. I'm not like actually upset that it's under construction so much because that happens. I'm more upset that the right side even exists. <laughs> you know, what I, I mean, I like when it exists when both are open because it sucks people over there. So I have a shorter weight on the left side, but I don't like the fact that it just sucks. Yeah, it'd be cool if you could have both loading zones have the same track yeah like you might start differently on the right i mean i kind of like still get the same ride that you get on the left i kind of like the idea i like the idea of having two sides that are different but why does one of them have to be so terrible that's that's the real question that i have for the little ones maybe i mean many people complain and this is perfect for this episode that that thing just hurts your tush you know it, it bumps you all around and it's better now than it used to be but it, it's 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 one if attractions could make you hurt and not injured, but just like a little bit of a ow, what is that? Yeah, this is this is the one. This is the painful Matterhorn. People say that about Indiana Jones as well. Um, like not well, that one doesn't hurt when when I'm where I'm sitting. You know, it yeah, might, it jerks you around for sure. Well, I, okay. Another thing people complain about with that ride is that it's there's no leg room. Is that something you experience? Um, it's not so bad. I'm I'm five eleven, so I'm you know just above average height. It's not really that big a deal, not for me. I found there to be less leg room in Splash Mountain in Florida. Okay, I have some cousins who are like who go to Disney fairly often or used to, and they're over six feet tall. And he was just like saying how awful the new cars are. That's not something I noticed because I don't I don't have that problem. Basically, I'm just not a tall person. Yeah, so it works out for me. Anyways, the point is. The right side. If you're going to close the side, close the right side and close it forever. <laughs> I've got nothing. Do you agree? I agree. And it's, well, I mean, replace it, but like improve it, you know, you could do yeah. better. Yeah. Uh, but it's I, an older, I, I understand. It's like an older attraction. I mean, it's literally falling apart. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and uh, yeah, so I guess that's that. Go ahead, Thomas. My next one. Mm-hmm. Well, it's hard to, to choose which direction to go. And I'm going to stay over at, at the parks. And uh, I'm going to say, bring back the Rainforest Cafe. Oh, what are you doing? Is this something I you had? I forgot about this. No, yeah. I didn't well, forgot about it. In downtown Disney, they got some stupid truck selling food, you know, in front of the, the, the restaurant there. Just get people back in the restaurant and, 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 and the kitchen working and we're good. Well, here's what I'll say. If you're not going to bring it back, that's okay. But knock the restaurant down. Don't tease me. I mean, what is this? I'm walked yeah. by every time, and it's just this like, it's this sarcophagus that's holding God knows what. And, and I walk by it every time, and I remember what was. I think a lot of people would disagree with this. By the way, I don't think people like that place that much. Well, tell that to all the people waiting in line for dinner every night. Dinner is one thing. Yeah, I, uh, the breakfast, as we've discussed, that's that's greatly missed by us. So it's something that. They were just willing to get rid of this place because of that stupid hotel they wanted to put in. It never happened. <laughs> and should have never been put in that spot. That, yeah, that's that would have been awful, too. too. Why would they put that hotel there? I don't know. It I, doesn't make any sense. Oh, luckily for us, it didn't happen. And now we can't watch films down there in downtown Disney. The movie theater, yeah. Yeah. Which we used to do. That's another yeah. thing we used to do a lot. Just in general, that whole place, that whole like little Bermuda Triangle is uh, of downtown Disney is just terrible now they've yeah. got all the sandwich back so that's something yeah but that whole area is just it's like 
there's nothing like you said there's a bunch of trucks that i mean it's like whatever in you know what when i went there in in uh, june and then august and i spent a lot of time in downtown disney even on weekend days so that's when you know people were there there was not anyone like there was an empanada truck out in front of uh espn zone just near the exit uh security exit out towards uh disneyland hotel it's also the entrance into downtown disney and there was no one in line for that thing ever. There might be someone up at the window, but no line. Yeah. And then the one over by Rainforest Cafe, it's like maybe a line of two people. There's not that many uh, people taking advantage of it. And even when we went, uh, you know, maybe, what, last year? I don't know. There were some food trucks there, but those same ones are not there now. No, they cycle out. It seems like yeah. it's a different one every time I go. Why? What do you think their plan is for this? Do they have something in the works? Well, if... And we know that they do listen to this podcast. So when they listen, <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna really think about how they're gonna make this thing work and bring Rainforest Cafe back because that's the only option I I see. I don't think I don't think that's happening. Yeah, by me the way, neither. I know, I know. Well, we had one in San Francisco. Not that we ever went, but that one was gone before the one in downtown Disney was. Yeah, it was prophetic. I guess so. Okay. Okay, that's all I got for that one. Yeah, that is annoying, though. I will agree. The fact that they got rid of it in the first place was annoying, and then the fact that now it's just an empty building that we have to stare at as we walk by, and there's just some some trucks, like as if that's a breathing and exhaust fumes yeah, and whatnot. As if that's a replacement. Okay, uh, let's see. Well, we talked about this one, so I'll just bring it up. The special merchandise that they sell. Okay, so right now they're selling a Hatbox Ghost tiki mug. And we're going in a couple days. I was like, that'd be a cool thing to get. And then I heard that people start lining up for this thing at 3 a.m. First of all, what's wrong with people? That's my first question. Why are you lining up at 3 a.m. for a, for a Hatbox Ghost Tiki Let mug? me ask you this. When does Trader Sam's open? When did they start handing those things out? At 7 a.m. maybe? Okay, that's not so bad. I was thinking maybe like at 10. No, because they, they have breakfast. It's got to be oh, 7. They, they do at the, the Trader Sam's? Yeah. Well, anyway. Well, they have it in that. Let's say it is was. Is it just uh, Trader Sam's or is it both? I really don't know. You might be right. Let's actually. say it is 7 a.m. That's four hours of waiting for this stupid uh, thing. It's actually really cool. I shouldn't say it's stupid. But it, the fact that they limit these quantities and that you have to do that, that's what that's what irks me. I actually don't blame the people. Because the people. No, I know. Disney puts out limited quantities. Limited quantities. So, like, we'll go somewhere like the first day something's like or we'll go like the second or third day something's available and we'll be like oh do you guys still have that pin and they'll be like oh no that sold out in the first uh 12 minutes it was available <laughs> we're like well why did what they know this is going to happen like make enough to, to sell for a week is that so much to ask like i don't understand but the other thing is is they should disallow people and and i don't know how you do this but strongly discourage people from uh basically from lining up outside at 3 a.m. Yeah, that's not going to work. I it's agree, not, I agree not, with the concept, but that's not going to work well, I mean, it's, practically. I mean, they keep... It, this isn't even on Disney. This isn't even in the parks. You don't need admission to be there. The, the hotel is an open space. You can travel from hotel to hotel, to the parking lot, to downtown Disney. You can't just start putting barriers around things where people can't... How are they not going to line up in some way? They're just, they're just going to find the, the edge, the nearest edge to... The, whatever yeah. this, this place is and line up there yeah well uh, unless you're going to hire security or, or police to keep people away but even then why would you do that you're trying to sell stuff not you know get people angry you know yeah well you know what you might be right i don't know what time exactly uh let's see 
Um, so it's available at Disneyland Hotel Convention Center's South Lounge at 7 a.m. So 7 a.m. So still, that's four hours. The line opens at 5 a.m. So, okay. But they said, I, I heard that they were expecting people to start lining up at 3 a.m. So, and I'm not, so basically I'm, and you have to get like a wristband. It's like, okay, so basically I'm just never going to get this thing because I'm not going to do that. So it's like, there's this merchandise that isn't technically like limited, like anyone can have it, but not anyone can have it because not anyone's going to do that. You know yeah, I, mean? I don't know if people are doing that here. I know, I think they try to stop this in the parks where you limit one per customer or whatever. Uh, but back at D23, when I was there, there was a, a pin shop that was coveted. Big lines, people filling bags full of pins, reselling them uh, on eBay and whatnot, or different different platforms. People are probably doing that with, with this. Maybe Disney got out ahead of that and said, hey, limit one per... And, and it's limit two per person. Yeah, so that's better. You could bring six of you, and you have 12 right there, and you could sell them for so much. Yeah, well, I think it used to be with certain things, it was like 10 per person. Or something. So two is a lot better. Because I mean, you could argue. I mean, what are you going to do? Limit it to one? And like, what if you want to buy one for somebody? And you know what I mean? They just can't be there. You know that. Yeah. So two sounds right to me. You can't, there's only so much you can do to keep people from reselling these things. The other thing that this is similar. See what I think they. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, this is kind of a change of topic. So if you've got something. Oh, I was. I was. I thought about a potential solution to please everyone would have a, maybe not a limited quantity, but a limited time that you're selling them. So maybe a month, maybe three weeks, two weeks, and then they're just selling them, and they have plenty. I know that would be probably hard to forecast, and so when you start ordering these things to be made, but they they make these cool things that people want, and yet we can't get them. You know? Yeah. Well, and to I happened to be there on Mickey's birthday last year, and there was this like birthday sipper they were selling. The lines were ungodly i walked in there i could not me and my daughter i told my daughter we would eat in the park it was impossible there was not a single place we could get to eat because everywhere was selling this sipper and the lines were so long but we got on every single ride because (laughs) the weights were like 20 minutes max for everything because people were lining up for this stupid like i mean it's fine i guess but it's just like not worth waiting 30 minutes for and then we got in line uh or we went to california adventure later that day and there was literally like a lemonade stand that was selling them, and the line was three people long. I could have bought one right then if I wanted to. Yeah. You know? So it's just, I guess it's that's more of a gripe against how people handle these things and with the merchandise. No, Disney's the Disney's got a, an issue here where they're, they're really trying to play the business side of things over the experience. Yeah, that's a good point. So in, in the case where you couldn't eat because of the lines... Really, I mean, you could, but it would just it would it was a oh, it was untenable. I even tried the mobile order, and it was like it was like eight well, o'clock. Like you could eat it from a snack cart or something. Like you could you could actually eat, but what you mean is if you want to go to quick service, yeah, restaurants, it's not going to work. Um, so they're actually getting in the way of the experience of their their guests there for this group of people who was willing to wait in line for these things that cost what like 20 bucks well and i think that yeah well and i think the thing about disneyland is it's a lot of locals so it's not people on vacation so much they're able to these people are just able to go you know they when you're on vacation you don't want to spend half your day in line for a tiki mug but if but if you're a local and you're like oh they're selling this thing on tuesday i'll just head down there and i'll get it i'll take the first half of the day off work and i'll 
then the people on vacation aren't uh, aren't going to get it. You know, it's not possible for them necessarily unless you're willing to really go out of your way to do it. All right. Well, that's enough of that. What about you? Next one. I'm going to jump into the film arena a okay. little bit and say why oh why do we not have the full catalog remastered silly symphonies in mickey shorts i don't know that the silly symphonies will be on disney plus yeah we'll have to wait and see. um but i want to see those and why why have they been withheld you know what i mean man uh, to play devil's advocate are they perhaps trying to is the fact that they're sort of you know quasi unavailable is that does that build the mystique does that make them more interesting to people no i i I mean it does for people like you and me but frankly if you were trying to sell these yeah i don't think you could sell them very well so as a business it doesn't make sense to remaster them it doesn't make sense to do that but you know what i come on it's a huge part of disney history and it's really valuable it's just it's something i've always wanted yeah you can find a lot of them on YouTube, but how many are but there? They're crap. I mean, the the quality is crap. On most much. of them, yeah. And you can they have fair quality ones. I mean, when we went, when Disney was showing films, older films in a local theater. Yes. They put out some of these shorts beforehand. I can't remember if they were silly symphonies, but uh, well, one of them for sure was. They were of the same era, essentially. So. They had, and they were good quality. They weren't, you didn't say, okay, that's really yeah. pixelated or something. So they can do it. I don't know why they haven't done it other than the business thing we just discussed. I want more silly symphonies. You want, you want the old silly I want silly the old ones. I available. want more available, yes. Yeah. I think that would be nice. We'll have to see what Disney Plus has to offer. Do you think that they'll have them on there? Uh, there's been no indication that they will be. Maybe down the line they will. Yeah. And I think that actually might that that's our best hope because frankly, uh, they wouldn't have to they wouldn't be losing money that much money by putting it on there if things go well with yeah. subscribers and and adding new content. So, there's do you that. think that that would drive? I mean, for us maybe, but would that drive people who weren't already going to buy Disney Plus? Would that drive them to subscribe? It would depend. I think you'd actually need a lot more. Not that there is a lot more, but if you could put up all the the Disneyland TV shows, the Wonderful World of Color, yes, uh, and you put up so that that broadens and deepens the catalog, historical historical catalog, and so you might actually get some a fair amount of subscribers. But frankly, they're just people like us and p- other people who are more interested in the, the history than even we are. Yeah, but uh, I think that they would. I think that they should do it. And I really want them to, frankly. We'll I'm just, see. I'm just bummed that they haven't. Yeah. It's it's nice to see. Like, I think I found, and the Three Little Pigs used to be on Netflix, and I recently found it on um, YouTube, and the quality was just so substandard. Yeah. It was disappointing, because I really wanted to watch it, and we did, but it just wasn't the same as I'm sure it would be if it was excellent, you know, like whatever, even like Blu-ray quality. So sort of back to the parks. This is sort of an idea mixed with a gripe why don't we have because they have this at disney world they have an annual pass holder line which i think at disneyland would be nice but i think that they should also have a first day at the park line wait a minute annual pass holder line what are you talking about like a line for what for only annual pass holders for what i'm not sure what you're asking well what are we in line for into the parks sorry okay 
entering the parks. I guess I didn't make that clear. So no, entering the parks, um, they have an uh, annual pass holder line they do? at Disney World. Yeah, just for annual pass holders. I've always thought that they should it's have It's weird because they don't even need it there. No, they don't need it there. They need it here. But you have an idea. I think that they need a first day in the park line too. Because I am so, I get so irritated when I watch these people who like, I see people in front of me who have like four sheets of paper printed off of their computer that are their tickets and then they've got to get their paper ticket and then they've got to sign their paper ticket and then they have to take a picture and half the time the picture doesn't work and they're, and that where the person who's doing, running the ticket booth doesn't understand how to take a picture on their, this phone thing that they're using. I think that they need to have a line just for people who are doing their first day in the parks. That's my take. It takes, I, it, I get so frustrated and I'm also just like an easily frustrated person. Like I get frustrated over things that most people wouldn't. So this does oh, frustrate. And there's so many things. How, how do you get on? <laughs> I don't You're know. just frustrated by things. There's things everywhere. What I mean, do you do? I get, I get really frustrated. You know this. No, I, get frustrated I, I know you, you don't have very much patience, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, but maybe that's something, I mean, that's the crux of the issue is we all need more patience for that. I think that actually, if you did that idea, you would have everyone in that line. That line would take so long. That's a good point. That it would be, you would be, I don't know how that would manifest, but it could be a really long line or everyone in that line would be really upset. Yeah. So I think spreading it out amongst all the other lines makes makes it it all manageable and consistent. I don't disagree, but is the annual pass holder line not something that we can have? I don't understand why we don't have that. How many annual pass holders do you think there are? Six billion. There's a lot. Well, that's, that's almost everyone in the world. <laughs> yeah. But, but there's a lot in Disneyland. It's actually a similar situation. There are so many annual pass yeah. holders that maybe in Disneyland it just wouldn't work. Okay. Well, here's my gripe. I just hate getting into Disneyland. I hate the ticket taking process. And <laughs> I just, I don't know if there's a better way you to do it. You don't hate it. You got, you got a great experience there one time. I did get to open. Okay. So this is, this was fun. So a family in front of me, I'd kind of been talking to them and they. Excuse us for going on a positive note. Yeah. They uh, worked it. If you're not familiar, a family each day gets to open the park. They go in and they count down and everything. And I was just, it was just me and my daughter. And this family, I'd been talking to them and they got invited to open the park. And then they said, you want to just pretend like you're with us and you can come in with us? And we were like, sure. So we got to count down and open the park and all that. That was a great experience. But I didn't have to deal with anyone on their first day or anything like that. It, it, It is also important to say that we don't often encounter this because we get there early enough to where we're like first in line pretty often or second or third or something. Michaela and I got there a couple of times before anyone showed up. Like there was nobody, no other, we were the first people we could choose which line we went to. So, but I just, the few times I have experienced it, I just get so frustrated with the, the paper. Like this is something they don't have at Disney world where most people just have their tickets like around their wrist. So it's like, if it's their first time in the park, they just have to do the scan and then do their fingerprint and it's done. With, with Disneyland, if you're not familiar, people will buy their tickets online and they print out the ticket on their computer and then they have to, then they have to like, I don't know, get like a paper ticket and all that. So if they don't have it on their phone, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. So under your reign as president of Disneyland, <laughs> yes, you would have three lines. You would have first dayers, annual pass holders, and everyone else. I think I would have two annual pass holder lines. Two? Two, yes. two, just for annual pass holders. Two, uh, what do you, turnstiles? Mm-hmm. That's very few. I was thinking more than that. Well, the problem becomes then you, how many first date lines you have? Three? I was thinking three to five. 
well, how many, I don't know how many there actually are. Uh, I would, hmm. well, if you were going to do thirds, you know, have three and then you could just divide yeah. it into thirds. They don't actually like to do that because they have exit turnstiles. And- well, that's the thing. This would, this actually could just be a morning thing. The first day tickets, like it could just be from like eight to 11 or something like that, you know? Yeah. So you did it, you do like, let's just say you do five, you do five turnstiles for first dayers. I think that's doable. I think so. Uh, you, they won't do it. No. But uh, No, they won't. Yeah, you'd have to have a time constraint. And that's easy. They just turn the yeah, they just turn the little label that tells you which line you're in. Um, you'd, also, you'd also have to make it clear to people that there's a first day line. That's the other tr- trouble is if someone's in like not a first day line, they wait in the line the whole time they get to the front. It's like, oh, actually, you have to go wait in that line. And that's I bet you might get good. a fair amount of people, stay with me on this, who think it because it's their first day ever in Disneyland, like that it's some special line where you get that button too. <laughs> yeah. You know, and so the, you might have that even slowing down the line because people are like, oh, where's the button? And is this the button? Where's the button? And so there's that element too. Yeah. Well, maybe you could give, the way you fix that is you give away a button. <laughs> and then, then you need another line. Yeah. Anyways, that's, it might not be fixable, but my gripe is that entering Disneyland in the morning sometimes can be really frustrating if you're not there super early. Just with people confused, people with these pieces of computer paper, a family of seven who each need to take a picture. It's just like, uh. all right, yeah. go ahead. So it seems like Disney's pretty good at showing us the parts of ourselves we don't like. So yeah. for instance, with the construction at Epcot, you don't know where you're going. Mm-hmm. I don't so know where I'm going so already. you don't have a sense of direction at all yeah. already. And then yeah. that. And so, and you're waiting for a line to get into the park and there's people with paper tickets uh, and uh, you realize, oh crap, I don't have any patience. These just seem to be things yeah. that I'm not good at. <laughs> uh, I think a lot of people are right here with you. Okay. Uh, yeah. So that's interesting how Disney's doing that. It's, yeah, it's not intentional. Oh, but. it is. It's intentional. On this episode, it's intentional. Okay. Uh, my next gripe <laughs> is why during Halloween season in Florida do we not have better food options? Okay. This is, this is in line with something I was going to say. Why in general? does their Halloween kind of suck? Like, it's it just it's just so subtle to the point where it's almost not even noticeable. What are they doing? I don't know. Is it that hard? They have they have a lot of food places. I feel like there's just like this huge missed opportunity. Yeah. Do they think people wouldn't enjoy it? Well, it, back bringing it back to reality, what's the situation in, in Disneyland? You have two parks very close to each other. You can spread it out and do different things, but you also have the locals who have an event every week to come and explore and celebrate. Yeah. Um, in Florida, it's not quite the same, but it, that doesn't matter. You could still have it decorated very well and have a, a lot of food options for people to try. Like, why couldn't you do that? I feel like every year when we go to Disneyland for Halloween, I come out of that trip very excited for Halloween. Like, it gets me in the mood for Halloween because it's so done up for Halloween. Yeah. I didn't feel that way. And the Disney World trip was great, but that's one thing I did not feel leaving Disney World. I did not feel hyped up for Halloween yeah. in any way. Hardly noticed it was going on. Yeah. Even during the party, you had to be near Haunted Mansion to notice. Yeah. And seeing the parade or the fireworks to notice, really. Yeah, I don't I don't get it. Just in general, their Halloween is is so substandard when when compared to that of Disneyland. And they have the two parks, like you said. They ha- they ha- they can do a lot because they have Disneyland and they can do it in California Adventure. I don't. I'm not saying they need to do Halloween stuff like in Epcot or Animal Kingdom, even. You know what I mean? It, it just but like the decorations at Magic Kingdom, like they end when you get to the hub. Like there's nothing else after that. 
Everything I mean, else is just the same. They could put uh, in Animal Kingdom. They could put the gorillas in costumes. Yeah, you know, <laughs> they could banana costumes. That'd be funny, <laughs> <laughs> but can, really confusing for the gorillas and very politically incorrect. But hilarity is more important than that, I think. Yeah, in the uh, name of comedy. They, no, but for real, they it, they do have a limiting factor in spreading the wealth. Let's say with the Halloween. Because you have to go from park to park. And but couldn't you do a Hollywood Studios and a Magic Kingdom thing just like you do a, a yeah. California Adventure and a, a Disneyland It's not thing. like you... I mean, you have a certain number of decorations you put up in Disneyland and in California Adventure. That doesn't change because they're spaced apart. You know what I mean? Like, you, they're still putting the decorations in the space. So you could just put decorations in Hollywood Studios in the same way. It doesn't matter the space between them. You know what I'm saying? Do you think it has something to do with the demographic of the visitors or something? That for, what foreign uh, Maybe. visitors may not even know what Halloween's all about. Well, and like I know pe- a lot of people from South America visit Disney World and don't visit Disneyland because it's just closer. Well, actually, and they don't they don't celebrate Halloween at all. So I don't know if that's the idea or. Well, you know what? That doesn't really matter, right? Because if you're coming to a shouldn't. country, if you're coming to a country that celebrates it, why would you not? Why would you not just continue to celebrate it and expect that you're going to be there to see this thing that you don't celebrate? It's yeah. like, it's just, that's, that's why people want, travel. Yeah. They want to see things that they don't already experience, really. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's so, I think that we experienced the Disney World Halloween the first time before we had really experienced the Disneyland Halloween as much as we have now. And I don't think we realized going into it how stark the difference is. And it is very noticeable. So I'm, I'm, that's why one reason I'm really looking forward to going in a couple of days and, and getting that opportunity to have a sort of Disney Halloween, because that's that's what going in October. That's what it's, that's what's so great about it is experiencing that. So yeah, I, I don't. But the food options. I mean, there's just nothing. There's there's so few options in Florida that and, during a week long trip you could make it work. Where you get all of them. Oh, I really think you could. And most of them seem to be, it seems like a lot of them are just available during the party. That's part of the, yeah. the issue too. It's yeah, like they're party or, exclusives. Or more. Um, but in Disneyland, you'd be hard pressed to actually find the time to eat every single thing that is on that foodie guide. Not, it, that, not that you well, should Well, depending eat, on how long you would stay there. I think if even when we stay a week, we don't try everything. No, because there's other things there that are n- normal, like, say, the fried chicken at Plaza Inn that you might want. Well, to give you an idea, we, we are having trouble when we go this, and I don't personally have a problem with this, but when we're going in a couple of days, we're trying to figure out where we want to eat, and we don't really want to eat anywhere that doesn't have a special item because there's just so little time to get a, as what we want in that we want to make sure we're not filling ourselves with stuff that isn't, you know, shaped like a pumpkin or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? So... Okay. okay, that's it for, for that one for me. Uh, okay, well, I don't want... I'm going to... I don't want to go twice in a row on this, but I think I'm going to... If you have to look at the map, or you have to have a family conference, please step next to a garbage can or a wall. Like, what's up with people like having a family meeting in the middle of Adventureland? Which is like easily the most, I mean, it seems like that's the meeting spot for families who, like there's seven of them and they just get around in a circle right at the Tomorrowland entrance or the Adventureland entrance. I'm just like, what are you doing? Do you not, like this is already like an extremely cramped area. Yeah, people do this 
all over the place. And frankly, you know what? I've seen you do it too. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where, where you stop with Peyton in, in the middle of the road a little bit. Okay. Um, well. But and I always try not to do it. I, I actively think about it when I'm walking. I have caught myself once or twice. I'm like, oh. Yeah, but, uh, but many people do this. Uh, and I'm sure I've done it in the past uh, and not even known it. But uh, they, they'll just be walking in the road and then they'll stop. And you, yeah, and you there's have like to six wonder, of them. what are they doing? Like you yeah. said. Also, another thing is when there's when you're walking and you're just it's you or maybe two of you, and then there's a pathway and there's like four or five people lined up next to each other, and so they're taking up the whole walkway. And no one moves. And you yeah, they're to, all walking abreast, yeah, and yeah. it's like, dude, like what is somebody getting back? You know, start filing into you know twos or or a single file line if you have to. Yeah, you're not in a marching band. You you don't have to stand shoulder yeah. to shoulder. Just so you know, like fall back like a yeah, little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Well, and in this similar vein, like open up your bags at security. Just do it. Like if you have a backpack that has seven zippers, have all seven of them open. Like it just always like confounds me when I walk up and I'm like, there's someone that is unzipping their bag as they go, like as they put their stuff down. Like why? Like we've all been in this line for six minutes. Like, what is that? So just general awareness yeah. of park guests. I know people don't go all the time. I know that people don't experience you know that sort of thing and they don't know what to do and they don't know the do's and don'ts but that to me it's just so apparent like what do you think we're in this line for and the same with the stopping at least try to you know curtail that a little bit when you're in the parks be be more aware and that's something that i'm sure we'll experience in the in a couple days yeah i've got whatever you know whatever to those people yeah. I, I I take on the the perspective of I'll just be agile and move. Like I'm not going to slow down too much unless there's just nowhere to go. But yeah. I'll, I'll step around people quickly and keep moving. But other people can't do that. So if you, if the, if you're doing this and someone behind you is in a wheelchair, you know, or the the electric chair, and <laughs> yeah, someone's and, in the electric chair behind you, you better <laughs> and they're being burned. A, you know, <laughs> yeah, you better move. Yeah, so. <laughs> You don't want to catch any you know, extra, any extra you current. No, but yeah, the scooters. Um, then that's just clogging it up more, and you really notice it, like you said, in, in Adventureland. Adventureland's the biggest, like right, especially they widen out a little bit in front of like Jungle Cruise and stuff, but especially right in front of uh, the Tiki Room. It's like, oh, dude. It's like, come on, come on, people. Okay, is that it for for that one for you? I I could go deeper, but I'm not gonna. It, I think I I think I got my point across. Okay, I've I've gone through most of the ones. I have a few that I think are just sort of. Well, I can do those at the end, but uh, how about paying for Max Pass? Why is it a paid option? Like in Florida, you can do Max Pass on your phone, not Max Pass, but Fast Pass. Okay. Why do we have to pay for it? Okay, and, and the price went up, by the way, from the time that it launched until now. So, like, how much is it going to be? It went from ten to fifteen. But I like that it's a little exclusive. Yeah. I'm glad that everyone doesn't have it. All right. And I like that you have to be in the park to do it, too. Because, like, we experienced this with Disney World where we went and um, and it was, we had to book our Fast Passes, like, you know, what 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 is it? Like, is it 60 days or is it 120 or something in advance? 30 days? I don't know. Some amount of time. And it's just hard to get all the Fast Passes you want because everyone's, everyone's got it and everyone's, 
you know, going on the second they can get on there, they're going on and booking their fast passes. Yeah, you have a point. Good point. I'm on your I'm on your uh, your side on this. But we'll do this. Well, I have an idea. Go ahead for an alternative that you could pay for, or maybe it's a part of Max Pass, and you can call it the Last Pass. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the last hour of the day, you can go on the attraction without having to book any Fast Pass. You can be in the line. So your okay. your ticket would be able to scan and fast pass just constantly any attraction the last hour of the park. Okay. So last and, pass. And you can do it unlimited times? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. How the much does this hour. cost? Well, it, the it, last hour. It's interesting. Okay. How much I mean, does this cost? I mean, you did half hour and you did pirates. That's like half. No, I was I I even think an hour is quite short. You could probably get two or three rides in. Okay. So how much does this this last pass cost? You can make it last 2 hours. The point is it goes until the end of the night. Uh, I don't know. It would have to be part of Max Pass. Like uh, maybe it would be a separate, like I don't know, five bucks. Oh, five is not enough. That's not enough. You to think th- you have the cost? It has to cost more. Yeah, otherwise people are just going to do it, and it'll be it, the Fast Pass line will be clogged. How, okay, five hundred. How was that? How's that? Five hundred on top of your, uh, yeah. on top of your annual pass, or because it's a hundred dollars on no, top of your. No, no, no. I mean, how much could you reasonably charge? Because. Like you just said, one hour isn't that much. Yeah. Two hours would be better. That's a good but point. then you start bunching up people in the fast pass line. Um, I think it might have to be, you might have to double it for a day. So 30? Yeah. For the max pass pl- with the last pass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Although an hour is not that long. Maybe you have to make it well, two. Well, we could figure out the pricing later. But The I think logistics last... can get figured out. Just give us a call. I think, I think last pass is, well, they're listening. They don't. They don't have to. They know to call us. For some reason, when you said last pass, I imagined like this is the last time you're ever going to ride this ride. <laughs> like you, oh, you're man. making an agreement that you'll never ride this ride again, but you can get right on if you <laughs> if you agree. <laughs> I don't know why. That's why I thought oh, it was so funny. funny. Well, and also, can we get away from the fa- this is one of mine the paper fast passes? Like, do we need those? I mean, they're testing this out in the Tomorrowland area, I guess. Well, isn't it isn't it right now serving as a backup? I don't know. Which is like a confirmation that you, in fact, got your fast pass. Oh, I see. What you, yeah, and that's why it's like, why do we need it? It's not even really a fast pass anymore. It's like, yeah. it's on your ticket anyway. <laughs> you know, it's like a confirmation that you did it. It's basically for people who don't use phone, their phone at all. You know? Yeah. That's what, I, and there's just like paper everywhere. Like you go up there and there's like, people leave like, someone tried to scan their ticket 80 times and got a bunch of, like rejections and then just put them all on top or on the ground or you'll see them like around the parks it's just like garbage or whatever like do we really need that i mean just get on your smartphone i'm sure someone in your group has a smartphone just figure it out that's my thing it's on your ticket anyway so that's in the same vein as yours i think we have time perhaps for one more each i know that you're i have one okay monorail more like mono snail (laughs) get that thing moving a lot faster man (laughs) Yeah. I need to get from point A to point B. I can't be sitting around looking at scenery, all right? Yeah. Go underground if you have to. Make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's well, I actually I don't know if that was I'm serious compl- or not. No, no, it's a joke one. It's a joke. There is one time uh where I went on the monorail and this guy next to me started saying to his family, I think this goes to Indiana Jones. And if you've been to Disneyland, you've been on the monorail, you know that it goes nowhere near Indiana Jones. So he got out of the monorail and he said, 
this isn't Indiana Jones. And he just got back on the monorail. <laughs> we're in downtown Disney. <laughs> it's like, yeah, this is, I probably should have told him, but I just. Oh, you were in downtown Disney? Yeah, I was going every, from Tomorrowland to downtown Disney. Oh, every time Disney. you tell that story, I, I imagine you being in Tomorrowland. <laughs> no, no. Oh, man, that's even funnier. Yep, nope. Yeah, he had to hop back on with his whole family. It's like, <laughs> like, I'm just imagining, <laughs> like, has he been to the Indiana Jones? Like, I'm just imagining the monorail pulling directly up the Indiana Jones yeah. and people just walking off. Um, okay, a couple more. Um, let's see. What? I have to sneeze. Okay. I have another one. Hey, Disney, <laughs> why don't you hire me? Huh? I'm going to work there in the archives, okay? You know I want to. I don't know how you would know that, but now you know. Are you getting, Hire me, huh? Have you been sending your letters? Well, yeah, letters, but they're not like resume letters. They're just personal. <laughs> personal letters? Personal reflections on my life. Yeah. <laughs> stuff they pretty much I'm surprised that hasn't gotten it done yep okay I know. in a more serious vein What's um, be, come on come on slightly more serious what's okay. what in why we talked about this when we did our trip report why what are with the smells in the pirates of the caribbean ride what is going on there at walt disney world why did what smell is that that they're pumping in well you got to be authentic buddy that's what they're going for i know you agree i know you agree with me on this Oh, yeah. Well, I don't like the smell, you know, but I understand. Is why that they... authentic? Who knows? I don't even know what the smell is. It smells like cough syrup. We discussed this. Or uh, like but I don't agree with rub. you. So that can't be the the only thing it is. There are multiple smells in there. Well, there's that one by the ship. And every time I was dreading it, I just hated it. By the way, there's a smell in uh, Flight of Passage. You know what it is. Uh, and then... Uh, we don't. I don't know what it actually is, though. I can't identify that thing. If they're going to put a smell in there, I want a sign on the outside of the attraction <laughs> <laughs> identifying these smells, man. I need to know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's another joke. I, I feel like people don't understand. At least Robert, I can't tell if he knows. No, I get it. <clears throat> but for real, I do actually want to know what the smell is that they're putting into Pirates and Flight of Passage, because at least Flight of Passage, I kind of like that one. At least make um, the information available for those who want to yeah, know. Yeah, put it on the app. Yeah. What's the internet even for? You, you know? could just use the little nose for the symbol on the app. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Don't give these ideas away for free. I don't know what you're no, thinking. No, they're, they're trademarked ideas, right? Oh, yeah, well, we've got them all. Yeah. Patented. And... Okay. Uh, can, I don't think you can patent an idea. Oh. Tell that to the patent office. <laughs> okay. Uh, I've got one more thing. Why is the mummy donut seasonal? The PB&JD? Yeah. Yep. Well, I don't know, dude. Well, I'm okay with that, frankly, because if it were there, I'd be having it every single, not every single day, but if we went for a week, I'd have it, you know, two or three four, times. Four out of six days or something. Yeah. I'd that, have it a lot. So good. It's delish. Like, just change it to a, a regular donut. Like, a, it doesn't have to be a mummy. You know what I mean? It's it's one of those things because they will oftentimes they'll they'll offer something during Halloween and then it stays. You know what I'm saying? Like what? I, there was a, a chicken sandwich at Carnation Cafe. I forget what it was called, but it was Jack's. It was like Jack Skellington themed or something. It was like his. It was oh. named after him, and they kept it. They ended up keeping it. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure it's true. I never quote you. <laughs> Good. So just if you don't know, it's a long it's one of the bar style donuts has a mummy on it's like and it's thick yeah. it's really heavy it's it actually is it's like yeah. gotta be like a pound it's like yeah yeah oh i think more than that yeah and it's got it's filled with peanut butter and jelly and then um it uh it's got like eyes on it like 
candy eyes and then it's got like a mummy pattern on it for Halloween. It's when it's one of the main reasons. In fact, it did inspire us really to go back to Disneyland for this Halloween trip. I'm not sure we would have had, I mean, it's not, we're not going because of that, but it, it definitely, when we saw that it was going to be available again, we thought, okay, well, I mean, maybe we should consider this. And that kind of what inspired us to go. So, I mean, if you're not allergic to peanut butter and you're not deathly afraid of mummies, I would really suggest getting this donut when it's still there. Cause the fact what about for those who are afraid of mummies yet, yeah, they'll eat them. Well, then this is the donut for you. Beautiful. Yeah. Disney really, they just know what they're doing. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, with I mean, for that crowd, they really, they love eating mummies, you know, but they're just so scared of them. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Disney really helped them out. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Anything else you've got? If more? you're going to put up pumpkins during Halloween, make them real pumpkins, you know? I don't care if they deteriorate. How long they are they? Wait, wait a second. Jack-o'-lanterns last like three days tops, and they start drooping at like a day and a half. It's even scarier. Once the faces start changing shape, you know? Yeah. yeah. You know what could be cool, though, for real? is have This is just an idea, not even a complaint. Having a, a pumpkin carving station. Not that you could keep it necessarily, but you could have it put up somewhere in some spot. Yeah. And then it would stay there for its the duration of its life, and then you take it down and new people yeah. come in. That's something I could see them doing at, like, the Grand Californian Hotel or something. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool. All right. What other, what other insane gripes? Uh, I, I put down that I don't have any more insane ones, really. <laughs> I could say to come up with some new ones for next time. But I, I did say, I did write down, you know, I kind of want more Beauty and the Beast in the park. Yeah. Red Rose Tavern is fine. But frankly, I want some more, you know? Yeah. That's a, that's a great that's a great film. Where do you put it? Oh, in Fantasyland somewhere. You might have to build some extra space. Mm-hmm. No, not, not build extra space, but build on space that isn't really used. Uh, but yeah, I think Beauty and the Beast needs to be in the park a little bit more. Yeah, it is. It is um, grossly underrepresented. Even in like fireworks shows, right? I feel like I don't see it. Well, it's in World of Color a fair amount. Um, it wasn't in Disneyland Forever. Mm, yeah. Which, by the way, is another gripe I had. Why can't they invest in some better <laughs> nighttime shows? Make them better. The most recent uh, World of Color for Halloween apparently is not that good. Okay, fine. We're gonna do this. I wasn't gonna do it, but Let's I'm gonna do it. do it now. What is? How did they screw up Villainous? To me, it's we've been talking about this for years. During Halloween, just is there any? Is there a shortage of villain songs and villain moments? I think not. I think there's plenty, plenty. And, yeah. <laughs> and I, so I don't understand what exactly is going on where they didn't just make a compilation. Like take something out. There's like, they're all over YouTube. Just find something and put that and it would have been better than what they did apparently yeah. because what they did apparently is a complete disaster. It, it, that was it, so easy not to mess up to me. Yep. And we haven't even seen it, but frankly, we trust certain people who've seen it and they just, they're not that into it. Yeah. And they've tried, they tried to give it a chance, and it's just weird, apparently. It's like, this was so easy, and I have seen clips of it. It looks, it looks odd. You know, I think where they messed up is they tried to tell a story. What are they doing? You don't need to tell a story. Okay, we've talked about this a hundred times. Be prepared. You have Scar walking through. You've got the green water coming yeah, up. Like, it would be have, so easy. You could even have smoke, too. be so easy. Yeah. Like, that was the one thing when I heard they were moving it over to California Adventure. I was like, oh, they can finally do this. And, oh, they are doing it, and okay, I can't wait to, to see what that's like. And then it's apparently not only disappointing, but like really just a, a huge swing and a miss. Well, they, and they put in this new character that we don't even know. And so a lot of times when you, even when you meet someone new, it's like you're not always, you don't know them yet. So it'd be, to me, it would have been better to have a host like Hades be the host. 
yeah. and you take us on, take on take us on some journey that we could go through. Maybe there's a little bit of a story there, but you can see all the different villains, including him, and he can even he... reference himself. Like that would be better than some new character we don't even know. Yeah, and some story that might be all right, but world frankly of... doesn't transfer over into that medium. The actual world of color though does not have a story. Really? I know. As but, much as it has, like, maybe a message? Well, the reason why I would, ha- if I were making it, and I, I would put a story is because they do use a lot of villain stuff in, don't they, in the world of color? Maybe they don't. Maybe they could. In the original? Yeah. There's, like, these moments. But it's not so, the highlight, for sure. I mean, I don't know how you would change those moments where you're not just taking them from the world of color and putting yeah. them in. So that's why I kind of want the different element of, like, a host taking you on a journey. Yeah. Um, and so... That even that could just be like that could be it for the story mm-hmm. a little bit you know lay it out but that way you get something different that it you're not taking away from the original world of color you know it's not lazy yet it's still creative yeah I to me it was so easy not to to, to just make it passable and they apparently completely bungled it somehow okay that's pretty much it for me but what else do you have. Well, back on the fireworks shows we uh, in parades, why have they not kept Paint the Night around? Yeah, I'm not sure exactly. Okay. It seems like a lot of people really love it. I love it. Oh, yeah. I don't think anyone doesn't love it. Why does why does uh, the electrical parade keep coming and going? And, and Well, people love that, too. I don't care for the music, personally. Yeah. I think it's really annoying and repetitive and come on. What I like about, about Paint the Night is they actually use the, the melody from uh, the Main Street Electrical Parade in that song but yeah. they also take the song from uh, the end of, at the end of Wreck-It Ralph they, there's a song and they take that and they put it in there and they, they make it this sort of you know dance party type song and it works yeah. very well and they include you know uh, clips from the different characters that in, in the parade at you know the appropriate times why would they why would they keep that under wraps if 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 Main Street Electrical Parade is so popular that you could just have it running and running and running and running and running, why can't you do that with Paint the Night? Yeah, which to me is just, it seems like it would be far superior, but I agree. And the fireworks shows seem to come and go. I, I mean, which one sticks around for very long anymore? Yeah, it doesn't. At it, it, Disneyland specifically, it seems like I, I never know what fireworks show is going on, what the theme of it is, and if the fireworks will be happening. That's the whole thing. So... That's all that I have, really. Okay. Any more gripes? No, we've we've successfully exercised the demons. Uh, I really I hope there's some more gripes to, to go on about uh, next time, whenever this episode comes back around. Maybe we will come back from Disneyland with some fresh gripes. You know, we're going to look out for some gripes. We're gonna find we, should, some... we should plan a whole trip where we do nothing but try to complain the entire time. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's right up my alley. Let's be pessimistic the entire trip and see what we got. Uh, yeah, sound well, good. Frankly, the only thing keeping me from being pessimistic on these trips is you. So you know what? That's true. But we actually didn't cover Tomorrowland in general. Let's save that for another episode. Yeah, we will save. Um, and we have more on Tomorrowland coming up and in, in our schedule. So stay tuned for that. Um, I mean, we could just say we're gonna we're gonna deliver our version of what we think a, a reimagined Tomorrowland could or should be. Reimagining Tomorrowland in our image. Basically, and that's going to be in November sometime. So, uh, yeah, that's actually a fun one, but uh, maybe we'll talk about some of the flaws there yeah. um, on that on that uh, week. Okay. Well, thank, thanks for joining us for this episode, guys, and keep an eye out next week for the next episode of the Talking Llamas podcast. See you later. Talk to you later.